It's November 20th, 2019, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining Diz Podopolis, and this is um, episode 26. Yay! <laughs> we Woo-hoo! made it! <laughs> it's been a long fall, a very long fall. And we're. Yay for mom. Yay <laughs> for mom. And um, yes, it's November. Um, and yes, we're having a Halloween podcast in November because by golly, why not? Yes, that's fine. <laughs> it's my favorite holiday, so. Well. Well, I I I like the I'm now keeping up with Halloween as well. Yes, yeah, I think we had you had a six year hiatus from Halloween. Well, yeah, for for all that, but I want to showcase all by appreciation my my wearing I did nowadays now years. Yes, okay. So what Fiona's alluding to is that she is creating a YouTube video for Dispodopolis that's going to highlight the last three years. Yeah. The last three years of her Halloween costumes. And while I'm doing this, how about we introduce ourselves? And this is Fiona. <laughs> Wookies, my pleasant. Wookies. Okay. Ryan, how you doing up there in Dallas? I'm doing well. It's warm today, but it's supposed to get down into the 20s tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, by tomorrow okay. night. Yeah, it's like 70-something right now, but tomorrow it's I, night it's going to be like 50 degrees colder. I think you're beating us tomorrow. That's Don't impressive. worry, I got a big set of earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now Fiona has, because um, she was Dumbo for Halloween this year, she has her little hat and her big Dumbo ears that I made for her little headband. So... We kind of styled it after uh, Disneyland Tokyo's. They have a headband with big ears and a hat on top. But uh, I didn't think of ordering one from Japan. By golly, no, let's make one ourselves. <laughs> because, <laughs> it looks good. I like it. It would keep your ears warm. Sometimes huh? we say that store, that homemade costumes can be better than, than store-bought. Yeah, they can be more precise to what you want, for sure. Yeah, it's precise in America. Yeah. Well, you know, that's it. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised that the how big that hat was in Japan. I mean, I've never been to Tokyo, Japan, so I know they love to dress up there. And I can't wait to go there. I know you can't. Well, you yeah, it's all on all of our bucket lists. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, yeah. No joke. All right. So, so Fiona... Kind of going into question. Are we going into the question now? All right. Colleen, did you say hi? I didn't. Hi. How y'all doing? (laughs) Okay. Just checking. (laughs) It's like, wait, hold on. We left somebody out. Fiona is pushing us, pushing us into the show. And we're That's good. Push us into the show. What's our question, Fiona? I have a lot to say here. Okay. So apparently this episode is all about witches. It is. And 
And for all of us, the category, all we have in mind is, is besides ensuring a villain power, what witch power would you choose? For are you a good witch or bad witch? Oh, interesting. Oh. All so right. So witch witch power. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How about Ryan? You go first. Oh, you're first, Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can go first. Um, mine's easy. I would be. Uh, I would want Miss Price's power, and for and I'd use the spell that she did, substitutionary locomotion, <laughs> with Traguna, Macoides, Tracorum, Satis D. Traguna, Macoides, Tracorum, Satis D. Substitutionary locomotion, mystic power that's far beyond the wildest notion. It's so weird, so feared, yet wonderful to see. Substitutionary locomotion, come to me. And then you could like get things to move and fly on a broom and all that kind of spectacular stuff. So uh, I, I think that would be great. Yeah. So it would be between flying on a broom with her or the the, the power of the spell. So um, I think I would I think I would do the power of the spell. The power of the spell. Move. Yeah. Substitutionary locomotion. All right. That'd be fun. Well, yeah, and you've been going back and forth on that one. But, yeah, yeah, th- yeah I like the showing off you do there with all the pronunciation of the words. Very impre- words, very impressive. Would you share yes. that along with some universal? Along with along with some universal? Oh, I, you know what she's hinting at. Oh, what? Universal? Yeah. I, I, I thought for a moment you were, you were, you were going to rub reasons some harry potter moments <laughs> oh yeah uh, well i mean you know that would be great um but, uh, but i think right we were now. sticking with i had to stick with the disney family right well yeah well, well okay if i chose flying on the broom then i could you know it could okay so if i did that one instead of substitutionary locomotion then i could also do quidditch and you know kind of crossover but that would you know that would be fine yeah along uh, with your cat but, uh-huh. Oh, oh! The cat's the cat is now in the box. Oh wait, he's dead. <laughs> well, the cat had You're to come down. Now. Okay, so she's she's looking behind me. You can't see this, but if you could see behind me, there used to be a cat. That was a black cat behind me. Um, for not Halloween. taxidermy. And, no, not taxidermy. <laughs> or, else, or else you could no, be no, haunted no. by now. But I finally got Halloween down today, so it's all everything's so all the Halloween's boxes are ready to go into the attic, and Not then me. I've also got to get Christmas down. So we're in that transitional period between Halloween and Christmas. That's what November's for. Transition. Yes, yes, it is. And so I have the pumpkins out for Thanksgiving still, but well, that's that's legit. Yes, uh, but then the other stuff is going up, like the black cat. <laughs> all right, Fiona, you want to go next? No, no offense. I actually oh. want. I actually want to share with Ryan. Oh, you did. What? Yeah, what? because I actually had Price in mind as well. You did. Yeah. You did. Oh my god! Bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it is kind of our beloved, our beloved underrated movie. Mm-hmm. But okay, I wanted something to do first. I wanted something to do with my bed for me getting up in the morning for school. Okay. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Elbow, henbane, aconite. Glowworm fire, firefly light. 
isn't that pretty? Is that all we get? This knob will now work the famous traveling spell. Yeah, and and one 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 time by Monday, I was hanging to obviously get up in bed because I was just I was just shivering mm-hmm. on the inside. My eyes were hurting. So, and I think when I was little, I had feelings of, like, sleeping to move around in my bed, down the roads. So, so if I know how to pronounce all of those spells, Ryan learned how, how to do. <laughs> <laughs> then may, maybe I could take trips, sleep, sleeping with all, all with. All, Already having my my clothes on and w- wishing to school, wishing to school, and maybe going to whatever restaurants have bre- breakfast involved. <laughs> you take your bed with you. It's the be- hey, it's like the magic way of bed and breakfast. <laughs> I love my so, bed. So, so you, so you would, you would have like okay. So that was Paul. Paul was the youngest child, and he had the bed knob, and he could put the bed knob on the on the bed and um, make the bed go anywhere he wanted the bed to go. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Ah, okay. It's a good movie. I was kind of thinking, I was kind of thinking about like, like turning people into like cutesy animals, but I th- <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh-huh. I, that's a I, good, that's a good spell too. In this one. Hey, uh, having extra snowballs here. Oh, bunnies! Our bunny's <laughs> name is Snowball. <laughs> uh huh. But I, I think I'll stick with my bed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely from that movie. That was probably my favorite. I always wanted to yeah. be able to go wherever I wanted to onto my bed. Yeah, besides within the magic carpet ride. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. So, mom, for your trivia, as you sort of lost something, but kind of got that back. I lost something. What did I lose? Didn't you lose your your your? your oh yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember what I picked. And um, now I've just chosen something completely different. <laughs> so I'm just gonna be. Um, I'm gonna take the broom flying because Ryan, you didn't do go that way. So I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna mm-hmm. tie it all into Halloween uh, with the Don- the Donald Duck short witch hazel um, trick or treat. So the witch oh, hazel yeah. is in trick or treat. So yes, yes, I love that song. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat. It's Halloween. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat for Halloween. Better give a treat that's good to eat if you want to keep life serene. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat the whole night through. Little scalawags with penis gags can make it tough on you. <laughs> you can't worry. I'll tell me what with songs. You can't worry my cringe worthy. Oh my gosh. It's really a cute little short with Donald Duck and his nephews. Um, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't seen it, so it's very, very short. And this is she's probably like one of the most um I don't what underrated. Would you call her? Well not underrated, but she's 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 gonna, you know, she's always gonna oh I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him this time. And she does like the most like lowest level spell on him to get his attention. Nothing like crazy. I guess she's she's the best fool to 
the pull the most pranks on Donald. Yeah, she's kindly pulling pranks on him, though, even though she gets her feathers all ruffled. Even though she doesn't have feathers, but the other people do. So your power is to have whatever candy you want. Well, I well that would be nice too. But I'm just gonna go with the broom flying. Yeah, because I think that's just a, that's yeah. like a common thread. I think of people. We want to fly. It's crazy, but we do. Yeah. Well, at least I choose the comfort zone. The com- yeah, you did choose the comfort zone. That's yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. So before we uh, jump into our main topic for the evening, I just thought this would be fun since we're kind of doing our um, Halloween in in October. And this popped up um, just the beginning of November. And I'm kind of excited because this means that that we're not going to lose this ride anytime soon. And Ryan, this is your this is your nut, another dream fought blued that has been come true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it Disneyland, is. yeah. So Disneyland to give Snow White Scary Adventures Dark Ride a major facelift in 2020. And that's no, that's no joke. So I got this article from the Orange County Register and the Orange County Register is absolutely brilliant at keeping up with the Disneyland and what they're up to. So, um, as you may or may not know, yes, Snow White, Snow White's Scary Adventure was an opening ride, um, at Disneyland in 1955. And it kind of like, it stayed the same until they did the refurb in the 1980s. Like, yeah, it did. And And then they they expanded, they kind of expanded, made everything a little bit bigger, longer in the 1980s when they redid Fantasyland. Yeah, yeah. It just, it it was much more three dimensional. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot more characters were added to it. Um, They did some, um, oh, what's it? Oh, Pepper's Ghost Effect in Mm -hmm. it, in, in some of the scenes. Um, so what it looks like they're going to be doing is spending um, a cor- uh, half a million dollars <laughs> upgrading it, which is nothing to sneeze at. That's a that's a lot of money. I mean, that's it, a big it's, upgrade. It's, it's crazy for uh, over makeovering their their oldest products. Yeah, and I think part of the, the problem, too, is because they're obviously going to be adding things to it and changing it around. So I think they're also having to bring it up to code because they're talking about having to bring in um, electrical upgrades and uh, new structural beams and you know, that sort of thing. So obviously something's coming in there where they, they crossed the line and um, had to get into the structural integrity of the place. Um, same that same thing happened when they uh, did the remake of Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah, uh, they they had to do a lot of a lot of uh, new updates and structural updates to that, especially uh, you know where the cars go outside mm-hmm. and the railings and the lack of railings and trying to bring things up to OSHA <laughs> codes and that kind of stuff. Just you know, just modern safety codes and stuff. But then yeah. they when they add projection, they have to add a lot of electrical too. Yeah, yeah, and that looks like what we're getting here because you know they're adding the electrical, and um, they're it's interesting because they're going to replace show sets, props, and scenes. They're going to refurbish rock work, and then it looks like they're bringing in new projector platforms. So that's exciting, for sure. 
And I wonder what we're going to see on eBay. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? Like, oh, they're, they're dragging, they're dragging enough, they're, they're proper merch to this, to this ride. No, what happens is like things start to disappear sometimes on these rides and pop up on eBay. And, and, and you could get their animatronics for sale. I was being sarcastic, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this will be fun. And, um, you know, Peter Pan was done in 2015. Alice in Wonderland uh, was in 2014. And they did the carousel a little while ago, uh, 2002 and 2003. Um, But, yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that. It looks like. It looks like they're doing these. So they did Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland about the same time. So I'm hoping they're doing Snow White and then they're going to... I My guess would be Pinocchio would be next. Yeah, I, yeah. I would think so. And, yeah. And, yeah, and, just... and then probably Toad after that. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. when? I'm going to be a, I'm going to be almost 20. I'm, I would be like all the way to 20 if they refurbished that. Oh, Mr. Toad? Yeah. <laughs> Or anything of that, like that. Yeah, well, yeah. You're going to be 18 in April, huh? <gasps> oh, that makes me old. I mean, all, all we want wow. to this ride is a more sensible ending and more Snow White sh- showing up. Ah, yes. Yes, I think everybody wants a, a better, more clear, clarified ending. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the Walt Disney World one had, had it all that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of hope they do something similar to what they did to Alice in Wonderland to this okay. one, where it has the same feel as the original, but yes, but a, a little bit more depth and a little bit more. I like the new technology. And so hopefully they do a good job of blending the technology into what's currently there. And they do. Yeah. They've done a good job with both Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. So I am. I am very optimistic about this. Oh, Alice is beautiful now. Ugh, the so level, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, they did Peter Pan, but then they just went to town on Alice. They really yeah. did a magnificent job on I that mean, one. People yeah. totally wanted to focus on 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 like their their normal he- human beings worlds. We 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 need we want the humanoids to get some love. Miss Snow White? Or I was talking about how 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 good my feel. It's like it's like Pinocchio and, and Toad aren't getting that much love these years. Oh, oh I gotcha. Okay, so like Al, like Snow White being a human and Alice in Wonderland being human, Peter Pan being human, but um Toad being a frog. <laughs> and Pinocchio and being almost a puppet, basically, internet, with Jiminy yeah. Cricket. Okay. So the human figures are getting the treatment first before the anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic, did I say that right, figures? Oh my gosh, that's a big word. <laughs> problems with it. Oh yeah, that's where that you make the, the animals human-like. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, I see it. That's a great perspective, Fiona. I didn't even catch on to that. But I mean, uh, mommy's Magic Kingdom game does does have all all Alice, Peter Pan, and Snow White. Uh, oh, the Magical yeah. Kingdoms game. Yeah, play. that that's yeah. why I think it's just there feels like they're always focused on the humans these days. Oh, you're funny. 
Yeah. Well, they do typically, except for, you know, you get things like Zootopia and that kind of stuff coming mm-hmm. out. But yeah, they do focus a lot on, on human figures. They do. And we are. We are human figures. Yeah. Aya <laughs> always wants to be with the human figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she likes Zootopia. But her favorite is Aladdin, yes. Well, yeah, but it feels like she likes the snicker at me for liking the male characters in my head. Oh, well, you like the sidekicks, and those usually are male characters. Well, yeah. Yeah, all I've been having in mind for female psychics is obviously Tinkerbell. Yeah, you don't like Tinkerbell. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There aren't a lot of female uh-uh. sidekicks. A lot of them are male. And it's, it's usually you have the lead fe- the the female is the lead princess or lead character in one way or another, and they have a male sidekick. Huh? Well, it's a formula. It works. Okay, Dad. Dad commented that the Tinkerbell that I met was was totally nice. Yes. But I mean, this this our our main main great sidekicks are obviously Tinkerbell and Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a balance. Balance of population. Mm-hmm. Population. <laughs> oh, I love how you phrase things. All right. So are we good to go into our main topic? Do you want to mention what we're going to talk about next? Oh, yes. And that is why I said wikis. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and we're talking about? Frankenstein. <laughs> okay, you look like a Frankenstein for a moment. <laughs> Ryan, you talk about Ryan. Okay, R- Ryan. Size went big. What's all about you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about tonight, Fiona? Okay, steps for a little hocus pocus moment. Yeah, it's all a little hocus pocus. Yay! It's <laughs> Yay. Great film. Do, 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 do. And now it's time to head way out west for a little patch of heaven. I know a place pretty as pie I the river bend hits up with the end of the sky left in Nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven way out west everything's green so tonight on Dispodopolis we are going to talk about probably one of the best cult movies for children coming out of the 1990s to your adults <laughs> that would be Hocus Pocus <laughs> the bones and then the back. Here to decapitate Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! Yes? ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! <laughs> 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. <laughs> we are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? 
talking about three-engine hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. Who stayed for supper? I'm not hungry. Oh, but we are. <laughs> Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again. You have no powers here, you fool. Before all Salem falls under their spell. At midnight. At midnight. <laughs> and uh, Fiona really wanted to talk about this movie. It's November, but and she wanted to talk about it in October, but we're into November and all is still good because it came out in July. So I figure you can talk about Hocus Pocus any month of the year, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, and that's one of the interesting things about this movie is it did. It came out on July 16th, 1993. Um, I, I'm not really sure what they expected for this, this movie. It did okay in the theaters. It's not a blockbuster. It didn't really launch anybody's career. Um, so you kind of had, you know, you had Bette Midler as Winifred Sanderson. You had Sarah Jessica Parker as, uh, Sarah Sanderson. And you had Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson for the Sanderson sisters that kind of frame... The purpose of this whole movie like they're the core of this movie and um so bet miller is kind of coming off a big disney boom and in, in her career uh kathy knew jimmy uh you know she had done sisters at sisters act um and you know some voice acting and that sort of thing oh you know sarah jessica parker this is kind of in the middle of her career you know before sex in the city fame I, I always enjoy watching Sarah Jessica Parker. She never really took out in the movies, really. I don't think. She was in Footloose and Square Pegs in the 80s. Yeah. So before that, I mean, she had done quite a bit. And then she was a lot of TV, especially Sex in the City. Yeah, that's kind of like her big, that's like what everyone knows her for, is for that show. Yeah. Uh, and Kathy and Jamie, did, she did the... Um, well, she, oh, she, she was Peggy on King of the Hill. So she's a really big voice actress. Well, yeah, go, going to yeah. Fox here. Bron Veronica's Closet. That was kind of big in the late 90s. Mm-hmm, for TV. I kind of know her with that fame. And I think everybody knows who Bette Midler is. <laughs> now, she also was in a Disney ride. Bette Miller? Kathy no, Najimy? Kathy, yeah, Najimy. Yes. Which one? She was... Uh, the Alien Encounter in Walt Disney World. Oh! Yeah, extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. She was one of the aliens. Did you ever experience that? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, man! Oh! I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was a really good attraction. It was much better than Stitch's Escape. Well, yeah, Stitch's Escape is just confusing. Because you don't yeah. know what your audience is. Like, it's not scary enough for adults, and it's way too scary for little kids. You so just it's, don't, don't want to worth it that much. Yeah, it's really confusing. I'm not sure what, what they're aiming for there. Yeah, and Bette Midler was also in a Disney attraction. She was in the, the, backstage, the backstage show. I forget the actual name of the attraction, but the one that was in uh, Hollywood uh, Studios at the time, MGM Studios. 
Oh, that's funny. Which part of which for which part? She was on that the that back lot tour mm-hmm. and kind of the match. She did kind of a there was a show that showed how they do behind the scenes filmmaking, and okay. um, she was playing a person that was um, in New York City. It's called the lottery or something or the lottery the lottery ticket or something like that. Okay. And um, yeah, she. She has a lottery ticket. It wins, and she's chasing it around. She's go ends up on like a ledge of an apartment <laughs> building and falls off, and all kinds of. Dirt. I mean, there's all kinds of hijinks ensue and, and stuff, and it just kind of shows how they do all of those shots and different things. So she also was in a Disney attraction. Gotcha. There was also in a Disney animated movie. Which one? Yeah, Oliver Company. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, Michael Eisner really liked that Midler. Oh, he loved Bette Miller. <laughs> and when he loved you, he loved you. <laughs> he yep. used you everywhere. Yeah, I got the really super, super watered down of the back street, of the, the back lot ride by the time I got on it. Ah, gotcha. There wasn't a whole lot left. Yeah, we made it there in the 90s, so we saw we saw the good, a uh, pretty good bird. Oh, yeah. No, I, I went from, I went in 1989 and then again in I want to say two thousand and four. So that's a big gap. All right. So you want to start at the beginning? Uh, yeah. We're we're just gonna do as much history as we can before we pass out and maybe die. <laughs> so this is a this is a touchstone. Oh no 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 no! Bette Midler, I'm sorry. Bette Midler was a was big with the Touchstone in Disney from 1986 to 1996. So she had the decade of Disney right there. Mm-hmm. So it also what's interesting about this movie because it's 1993. So you're seeing a lot of old school special effects in this movie. So all you know, all the flying is is you know just green screen and everyone on wires. And then you have a tiny, small dabbling of CGI with with the cat's face. Well, yeah, it's really experimental. If you if you saw the Hocus Pocus making special. Oh yeah, they kind of showed you what they did. Now, some of the cat was just as you know, you could tell it was a stuffed animal, and sometimes it was a real cat, <laughs> and sometimes it was a cat CGI'd. Uh, 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 if- <laughs> If Ryan, you got that stuffed animal cat from the studio. Oh yeah, there's a black mm. cat on a table behind cousin Ryan. Uh. <laughs> Halloween just ended. Yep. You just want to keep your furry friend for a moment. Still the moment. Yeah. Now, what's really funny about this? I was looking at the ratings, like the, you know, how people rated this movie. You've got IMDb giving it six point eight out of 10 you've got rotten tomatoes at 33 percent and you have google users coming in at 94 percent which is really (laughs) impressive this really make the movie less well known no it doesn't it doesn't it just cracks exactly it's a bit all over the place it is and I'm, i'm guessing like the imdb is kind of the combination of both of those because it's kind of in the middle. So, but I just thought that was well, so Well, your Google's going to be more your your core audience and then mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes you're going to be looking more at uh, critics. 
Mm-hmm. Probably not bit high on the critics list. No, this is not a highly acclaimed movie in nope. any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I right. don't... Yeah. Entertaining, but not critically acclaimed. Right. Who's the director? It's Kevin oh, it's Ortega is the director of this movie. And he oh. is, you know, he's very like, he did the high school musical movies. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's, that's. Those are you, very popular. Yes, they are. I have to say that is the highlight of a Disney television show channel movies. Like that is, that was like their climatic, like best ones they made. And everything's kind of gone downhill after that. But it was made on, it had a budget of $28 million and it made about $39 million worldwide. Not a huge box office success. <laughs> One of the top questions, will there ever be a Hocus Pocus 2? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's way, way, way too rumored. Well, no, actually not. But we'll definitely talk about that at the end. That's way, way, way too wishing. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the thing that I think is interesting about this is the song, the song that Sarah just, or Sarah Sanderson or Sarah Jessica Parker sings in this movie, Come Little Children, that's actually a good song. Mm Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Use thy voice, Sarah. Fill the sky. Bring the little brats to die. They may have put a little more into that because I, I really enjoyed that song. It's very um, fitting for the movie and kind of you would believe that that would be something witches would do back in Salem and, you know, Massachusetts. Sure, why not? You know, all yeah. those witches that lived back then. Those is like a <laughs> forgotten song for a moment. Have you ever been to Salem, Massachusetts, Ryan? No, I've never been to New England, actually. Oh, you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. So this movie came out in 1993. I was in college, so I did not see this movie in the theaters. Didn't even know it was on the radar. Kind of heard about it, but, you know, I was way too cool at that point. But I did do, um, in 1994, I went on a trip to Salem, Massachusetts with my family after I graduated from college. And uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful town. Very, very uh, idealistic New England town. And... What's interesting is I really, like, I don't enjoy um, the history or, or the stories behind the Salem Witch Trials. Like, I know some people that like, get really into it historically and interested and fascinated about it. It doesn't yeah. fascinate me at all. Um, I think because it's just, it's kind of horrific, actually, if you think about it. Right. But, um, what we did do in Salem, Massachusetts, is we looked at the House of Seven Gables. That was oh. that was our focus. And for people <laughs> um, that don't know, so this is the same writer that did the Scarlet Letter. So Nathaniel Hawthorne, he also wrote a story about 
Salem, Massachusetts, the House of Seven Gables. And it has nothing to do with witches <laughs> or anything like that. It has to do with families and how they they kind of survive. You know, if someone died in the family and how they kind of like stretched their dollars and how they made money. So that was that was what that book was about. So more of that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, if you go to Salem, Massachusetts, there's witches like absolutely everywhere. It's kind of funny. How would you think it's possible? What to have witches everywhere? Yeah. Well, well it's in the in the signage, and they really cling to that historical period of time. Must, so must be seen spirits. Spirits, yeah. So you want to start out? So how's this movie start out, Fiona? Well, obviously, back in the, the Once Upon a Time book, not mm-hmm. literal, and then we zoom through through the the like the blue, the blue dark dark forest, and and uh, up up comes the shadow of possibly seeming to be one of the witches. Right, right, and so this is three hundred years in the past. So we're looking at sixteen ninety three, which I I think to myself. It felt. I think it felt like a perfect year period for for like haunt, haunting this to start up because I'm going off brand here. I am trying to expert expert myself into the Castlevania series. Oh, on in your nin, your yeah, my Nintendo, Nintendo Switch? Switch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a series of video games, right? Um, yeah. Old school video games. Yeah, but get they get gruesome in the later years. Oh dear! So you wouldn't know that much. No, um, but the movie starts out yeah in Salem, Massachusetts, and they actually shot it at the Salem's um, Pioneer Village, which I totally missed on my trip to Salem, Massachusetts, and I love those things. Oh, yeah, it's it totally cool. I wish it would have been cool. Yeah, it was um, built in the 1930s. To replicate the 1630s. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. Kind of jealous. Missed that all together. It's so not yeah, even close. No. Nah, so you're starting back in the um, 1600s, end of the 17th century. And so this is where you run into Thackeray and Emily, right? Is that her? Well, yeah. Our, our J- J- uh, J- Jim Hawkins type character. Our Jim Hawkins. Didn't he look... Didn't I, I did commented that... That he kind of had a piratey look, look to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so you have the Binks, is the, they're a brother and sister, and Emily gets um, uh, hypnotized by Sarah Sanderson and, and to the witch's house because they're going to drain her youth out of them well, so they can just, look young again. I just feel like the moment, it's just, it almost looks like you're already having playtime with her. Or then I'm going to go, I'm going to don't worry, I'm gonna end up gonna murder you. Oh, excellent! <laughs> I'm, oh, no. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. They unfortunately they kill poor Emily. They drain her youth <laughs> to become young. Um, that's true. <laughs> and uh, Thackeray tries to stop it, but they turn him into a cat. So. Um, and then he, you know, he gets cursed to live basically until the Sanderson sisters really, really, really die. And that's that's a good note. Remember, they really, really, really have to die. <laughs> but okay, so this is really interesting too. So 
they have two actors playing Thackeray Binks. So they have the one actor as the kid, and then they have the voice actor as the cat, which is just strange. It's so Hollywood. I don't even know how to explain Hollywood. Like, apparently this poor kid's voice probably wasn't exaggerated enough for them. So then they went out and hired this other kid (laughs) to do the voice of the cat. Oh, sometimes I wonder. Oh, it's all very, very confusing. Well, Hollywood's a very magical and silly place. It is. It and, is. And as we try to keep saying, it's it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. Hocus It is. It is. Yeah, whatever they said. Yeah, it's funny. Basically, the three sisters are hung. But don't worry, you just see the feet. You don't see them actually being hung. It's always this. This is this is one of those like really strange movies. Like, okay, how do we make this for kids? But we want witches. We have to hang them, and then there's a little girl who's gonna die. <laughs> we're and we're gonna on top of that we're gonna have a bunch of sexual innuendos. <laughs> Just Pardon. Oh, it's like what? What's with the windows? Innuendos? Oh, yeah. When the when oh, anyway, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, it's such a borderline kids movie. It's I, I, it, it may be because we come out of the eighties and we come out with these like all these movies like Pretty and Pink and Weird Science. You can definitely tell they're influencing some scenes in this movie, or like even Police Academy. You know. They're like pulling little comedic gems out of there, probably to hook the parents, but, and the kids are like, oh, <laughs> what's going on here? The three witches get hung because the two children, you know, are gone. So they assume that they've been killed by the witches. And um, so that's our opening scene. And I have to say, I really enjoy this opening scene. I think this is really well done. What do you think about, Ryan? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the kid try and save the girl mm-hmm. and ha- and the sequence of events how he went through kind of the water wheel and everything it, just yeah. it, was, it, was, it was interesting yeah i thought it was really well done like i thought it worked really really well and a great intro i was entertained and that that's how that's how our spooky cloud moment went yeah so they kind of like they you know you're hearing the story how it goes and then um you're in a classroom basically is where we land up next in the classroom and you see the teachers telling the story. And I love how every single kid just believes the story in the in the classroom, except for the one kid from California. You don't believe in witches? <laughs> you you know Halloween was just was just was just pr- pronounced used to be pronounced as word as Hallows Weave. Hallows Eve. Hallows Eve. Yeah. Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eves. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very ne- American holiday. It's, it's near telling the truth around what, what kids want to say. Yeah. So you've got, so Max Dennison is this kid from California, thrown in the middle of Salem. I'm really curious to know what his dad does. I'm, actually, I'm really curious to know what all these people do, because there seems to be, they're pretty <laughs> affluent. <laughs> like, what's, what company is floating all these people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always curious like what yeah where do you go from california to salem massachusetts and that's you know yes i'm moving my family there 
So Max Dennison, and then he has a little sister, Danny, and they both moved to Salem, Massachusetts. And of course, there's the very attractive Allison, uh, played by Vanessa Shaw. And, and I think of the three ki- kids in this movie, of, of those core kids, Vanessa's the one that still has a career. Mm-hmm. Omri Katz, who plays Max, he kind of very quiet now, which is fine. Oh my gosh, if you want your piece, please take it. And then Thora Burt, she she transitioned pretty well. Um, and, and she's still working a lot. She does a lot of independent films. So, but she was, you know, she was a big kids actor, uh, actor doing a lot of, a lot of stuff back then. I think the thing I remember her most in is, is American Beauty. Yes. Yeah. I think of like the three kids, she probably had the best career, but it, she had a, she's like, she's having a hard time, like transitioning into, um, like her thirties. Ah, and that's hard. It's hard to, to have a long career in Hollywood. It really is. So you kind of you, you so you have that. You're kind of creating that the triangle of the three kids that, that do the main story. And then this is this <laughs> this scene is absolutely priceless. The the two bullies that he runs into in the graveyard. That is just something else. So Jay, uh, who's played by Tobias uh, Jalink. Jalink, I think. And then Ernie Ice is played by Larry Bagby. I don't, they are just the the quintessential stereotype, ridiculously stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Bullies. I I don't even know. Like, and then the ice, like, carved in the back of, in the hair, in the back of um, that kid's head. Oh, she's, that is just. Something else. Well, I, I almost thought what they say almost makes perfect for like for, for like other kids to, to say like when you're on how Wayne you're said some one of your siblings say when you're not ready yet. Hey, lo- love the costume, but who are you supposed to be? Some new kid on the block. Oh yeah, when they're harassing uh, Max when he's out trick or treating with yeah. with Danny's little well, sister. Well, I, I shared that line with my little sister. Did you? Oh, you're so funny. They didn't feel like my siblings were going to be anything, but they just ended up choosing Leo and Stitch. Yeah. I thought it was, I think it's kind of nice. Those guys like still are friends and they still hang out, the two bullies. I'm sure they had a hoot on the set of, of filming the movie. And um, so poor Max is walking home from school through the cemetery, as we she all is. do every day from school, walk through the cemetery. And uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Kind of, quite a kind of quintessential Salem, actually. And mm. uh, this is another thing. Like, you don't see it happen, but Max loses his shoes to Jay and Ernie, Jay and Ice. So that was, I thought that was interesting. You just see him walking around in his socks the rest of the scene and in the house. And it's pretty funny. His parents are like, where's his shoes? Oh, it must be like a teenage thing. <laughs> I'm gonna write you a note from from school that you that you, that you you came without shoes. Yeah, these are very strange, strange parents. I, mean, I think can, I just can thought anyone was... not help me? We need some replacements. <laughs> these, these the moms the mom's Hollywood uh, Halloween outfit kind of says it all. Do you remember what she was wearing, Brian? I don't. Bullet boobs. She's wearing the Madonna pointy boob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, that was something. <laughs> just like, uh, and the, the look 
on on uh, Danny or Thora Birch's face, like, uh, what are you wearing? <laughs> that was so genuine. Wait, outfit that's like a mixture of like 50s and 80s. Yeah. Well, it's Madonna from the. I guess it was. It was had to be pretty pretty close around that time when Madonna wore that. Yeah, uh, that was the uh, I believe Jean Paul Gaultier outfit. Uh-huh. And Gaultier did that one. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I love it. From the 90s. Probably even the same year. Or, or probably 92 or something. Maybe 80s even. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah. 1990 is what I found. Oh, 1990? Okay, that makes good That's Yeah, that works. And of course, they exaggerated it too. Oh, yeah. It was way exaggerated <laughs> for the film. I was like, oh my gosh, it's over the top. Uh, I really like uh, Danny's. Which costume that she wore for Halloween? That was a nice one. It's a nice little outfit they gave her. Mm-hmm. But it's it like, was. well, I know, but it's like for for targeting the bigger kids, main characters don't have to wear costumes. Well, yeah, Max Allison did though. She was wearing that fancy, uh, uh, was that probably like kind of like French French couture uh, well, in the in the well, yeah. 18th, 18th century. With the big high wig? Well, yeah, but it wasn't blown that far. It wasn't what? It wasn't blown that far. The skirt wasn't... It, well, it was... But I mean, like, it didn't seem it counted because, because she only wore it in, in... She only wore it in part of the movie. Oh, she only wore it for a short time at her house? Yeah, it was a nice house. I like how they're just going down these, like, random streets with these tiny little houses, and they, like... I don't even think they, like, turned a corner, but... Right next to there is that that beautiful uh, mansion that Allison yeah. lives in. And I think for 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 some people, Bill, who who's always been watching those Disney Channel movies, uh, was this house inspired for for Invisible Sister or something? Oh, does that look like the same house? Um, similar. I remember one time when we were at some time of. Uh, some type of a field market and I was seeing all these like New Orleans inspired houses okay. and I was all like now I'm thinking of Invisible Sister. Hmm. Good to know. Well the house they use is it's the Ropes Mansion. It's a real house in Salem, Massachusetts and it was built in um, 1727. Hmm. So and you can go in it. It's like part of a tour. It's it's part of a, a a historical society at this point. And another thing that, oh, I love, absolutely love Max and Danny's house. Like, that house is amazing. Yeah, they had a beautiful house. Yeah, and that house was um, built in 1870s. And so that's in um, Salem, Massachusetts also. And I see, I was, I don't remember, like, you see how, it's kind of like on a hill. Like, I don't remember hills in Salem, but that doesn't mean anything, you know. Will these be someday Elvis Elvis tours? Elvis tours, <laughs> Graceland. But you can go to the um, you can go to the Ropes Mansion, so that's part of a tour. Well, well yeah, I'm just having broad moments here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the the Max and Danny's house, someone lives there because it was built in the 1870s. Yeah, so they land up at Allison's house, which is you know really really nice house, and this is where. Um, uh, Danny kind of calls out Max being being in love with Allison. <laughs> he really likes your yabos. 
Oh, gotcha. Yes. Or, or I don't, again, you know, she's wearing a dress that kind of, um, Allison's wearing, you know, a dress that kind of accentuates her upper torso area. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> and Danny's like, I don't have yabos to hold the dress up. <laughs> uh, I thought classy. that was, yeah, Very keeping it classy. classy. Yeah. I thought that was kind of it's a way for them to kind of get around saying certain words and <laughs> making up I don't even know what to very think about crea- that. Very creative. That's creative. It is is very creative and you know like my 10-year-old totally got it. Um a 6-year-old probably not, but <laughs> And so this is where they kind of start their threesome. So it's, then it becomes Allison, Max, and Danny, and they decide to go to the yeah. Sanderson's house uh, where Allison's mom used to help run the, the museum because they had turned it into a museum. And the Sanderson's house, that's definitely on a soundstage because they really needed to control um, every aspect of the building. And uh, for peop- people that don't know, maybe if you don't know a lot about the industry, a lot of times um, they'll use the outside of a house on a certain street, but the inside will be on a studio lot built inside a huge box. Because um, you just need to be able to control and remove walls to put cameras in and you know sound booms in and rearrange. And there's no way you could use a 1600s authentic building and film in it without having control in a space where you need to do special effects and everything. So that was definitely that whole house was on a sound stage. But it was a nice little house. It had lots of features. I like that house. I would love to live in it. Yeah, yeah. They. Do. I think Even that's not real. No. <laughs> Wait, the outside did it from the inside. No. Yeah. The museum? Yeah, and I think it had like a lot of like really great detail in that house from every angle and... Even um, you know when they had the counter for the museum and they had like the postcard stand, but then they also had um, you know, such you know, stuff in the background and uh, that would have been there when the sisters were there. I mean, I I almost thought that would be weird because I I guess when I first saw it, it was it could like dusty looking. Well, yeah, so it was really dusty and spiderwebby. Because they wanted to give the idea that someone hadn't been there in a long time. Like, ah, uh, this is our this is our new old tale in the forest. Oh, there you go. And so, you know, they had the black flame candle here, and that's where. Um, so the black flame candle is is the candle that needs to be lit by a virgin. <laughs> and everyone now of has course. to explain to their child what, a what that means. Yep. <laughs> Which is making some of the, I, I saw some comment, they're like, well, uh, yeah, I knew what a virgin was. I learned what a virgin was because I was Catholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you virgin go. Mary. Virgin Mary. So you had to be um, lit by a virgin to raise the spirit of the dead. And they get on Halloween. This is very specific. So it's funny. You do three and, things. That's probably the, the, the unlucky number they awaken. The three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's taken a few hundred years, so. Yeah. Only 300. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very, very specific. Yes. Yes. 
And it's funny because um, this is the scene where you where he says before he lights it, you know, this is just a bunch of hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. And what I think was interesting, um, I think part of the part of the problem with this movie is a little bit of the editing. Um, so you have Danny, uh, not Danny, but Max saying this in the witch's house before the Sanderson sisters are brought back, and then you have. Quite a bit later, in a cemetery scene, you have Winifred Sanderson, Beth Midler saying, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus, as if she had heard Max say it earlier. That was one thing I noticed. I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't hear that. (laughs) So, and I know there were some other scenes that were cut from the movie that kind of cut into the, the fluidity of the movie. So, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering um, when they were messing with the script, if that was one of the things that kind of, to me, that seemed to be like a little, I mean, it's not a big issue, but it seemed to be something that someone like missed or didn't see. Because that happens a lot in movies. Yeah. Incongruities do happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they just, they just cut, cut a line from, from the scene they, they were going to. Mm-hmm. use like almost in a song but just make it short short and for, for for the real thing absolutely absolutely so then we get you know the green the green light and the moving boards underneath the the witch house that kind of you you know something's going on something's happening and they're not really sure and then you have the sander and then we get introduced to the the sanderson sisters they come come through the come through the door we're home. We're home. Brought a little too old to be trick or treating. <laughs> that from which part is that from? That that'll be later. That's later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they come through. I think it's interesting how well these three. I think these three actresses worked really well together, and I think they really complemented each other. And each kind of had their part. It's kind of funny. It's like they kind of like separated one person and gave each one like a different personality or like a different piece of the puzzle. And all three could actually be like one person, I thought. But um, man, these these three witches are not smart. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it just felt like a confusion. No, they're very comedy centric. They're yeah, they're they're, mm-hmm. they're set up a lot for all kinds of gags. Like it yes. just it just feels like a a confusion if if, if they're villains or if they're if they if they're just acting like a bunch of silly caveman. <laughs> Fair. Like, like if they're like snowman who came to life. Snowman that came to life. That's funny. Sarah Jessica Parker. She plays such an amazingly stupid witch so well. Like, I don't and like. She is fun in this movie. I think she is. Like I said, I've always enjoyed her on screen. Um, yeah. She she did get typecast for quite a while as being not smart, but uh, she does it so well is the problem. Well, which is funny because she was originally kind of cast as a nerd and very smart. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And square pegs. Uh huh. Yeah, but then like she did L.A. Story. Where yep. she was kind of like the dumb, Dits, ditzy blonde. Mm-hmm. Sorry for that's <laughs> this, 
Sorry for that. That's just a stereotype that was around and should die. But there you go. That's that's what she was cast as in there. Yep. Yep. And then this movie, for sure. Lord, she's just, I mean, I just really enjoy watching, like, Bette Midler and Kathy and Jimmy will be doing her thing. And I'm just watching Sarah Jessica Parker the whole <laughs> Yeah. Like, she's, like, eating spiders and picking things out of things and eating them and <laughs> i'm just i'm just it's like, highly entertaining why, why 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 would you nudity that oh my gosh she's just having lots of fun i mean you have to believe mm-hmm. some of this is ad lib they can't be saying oh stand over here and eat a spider eat spider yeah yeah oh, you wouldn't no. think anyway i'm hungry Ugh. oh a spider <laughs> the hairy uh the hairy the black widow yes yeah so that's funny and you know kathy Jimmy has that she has a great look on her face where her mouth is kind of up at one corner the whole time and got you know that really look i don't know I, it's just so funny to me and um you always complain, like never wants to do any work. She's probably the laziest witch alive. And um, Ben Midler, uh, Lord, she's dramatic, just ridiculously dramatic the whole oh, time. Over the top. Oh, yeah. Like, woe is over me. Why do I have this? <laughs> it's Whoa. Just so awesome. Whoa, witch hunters. Yeah. Oh, I just love that. And the only thing, though, and I know they, they purposely put this scene in, like when the the Sanderson sisters take off and, and um, you know, they're kind of investigating what's going on and they see all these little kids dressed up in Halloween costume and they don't understand that their kids dressed up, you know, and Kathy Najimi, she's the one that smells like she can smell children. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of their part. So Kathy Najimi smells children. Sarah Jessica Parker can kind of um, hypnotize children to do what she wants smells them to children do. Smells children under these de- demons cloak cloakings. <laughs> and Ben Miller is kind of the brains behind the operation, which isn't saying much, unfortunately. Like er- everyone's trying to scare the night here, mm-hmm. or, as they think. Right, and Catherine and Jimmy's like walking around. She's like, I smell children, but I don't see children. Everyone's mainly wearing a bunch of masks. <laughs> All the kids have on is a mask. I mean, that's just... I think I think those were popular in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was before we learned that masks are not okay to wear at Halloween because you can get hit by, car, hit by cars or what? something. Yeah, like that was like... I remember um, like in the 80s and like the early 90s, like that was a big thing like masks and then, um, but it's dangerous walking around on streets. Well, you, you can't see where you're going. Your mom made you a panda masked costume. Yeah. So I had a hurt. Hey, do you remember the shirt tails, Ryan? Oh my Lord. It's, we're talking ninth, or ninth, middle 1980s, 85, 86. It's really obscure. <laughs> You got the stink uh, face so. here. Okay, my mom made me like this three-dimensional shirt tails panda outfit. Amazing walk around outfit. Uh-huh. And that was it was a pattern, you know, we got the store. And so you know, they don't even sell these kinds of Halloween costumes anymore because it's too dangerous for kids to walk around with full coverage and just eye holes where you can just you have no peripheral vision. Yeah. Um I still have the pattern, but <laughs> uh, th- so I had just eye holes so I could see, 
And, um, or else you're a deadhead at, at the hospital. Well, yeah. So yeah, they just don't do that anymore, but it was an amazing, amazing, I have to find a picture of it. It's, it's something else. I can't believe my mom made it. Like that was just insane. My mom would always make pretty much whatever my brother and I wanted to be. Like my brother was an Ewok. So there's the full Ewok outfit with the whole head and everything. Well, you're, you're always awesome of what you make for me as well. Oh, well, thank you, sweetie. Like, I, I like, I like my, my, fa- my face and inspire giddy costumes. Right. And, I mean, back when, back, okay, so the shirt tails was, was a pattern you could buy. But, and the Ewok one, I think it was the Ewok and the Panda the same year. Hmm. And, yeah. yeah. But, like, when I was Princess Leia in 1977, they didn't have Halloween patterns. You had to go and find like a robe pattern kind of a thing. And then she would just modify, like make it all white. So it was Princess mm-hmm. Leia. So we had to be very, very creative in the 70s. And when the 80s rolled around, they realized they could make money off of kids. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I guess I realize all my costumes are like Main Street theme so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, nothing obscure like the shirt tails. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fiona's got her... Uh, Dumbo hat and ears on because she was Dumbo this year. What did you think about the scene with the witches and Gary Marshall? Oh, he played the devil. Oh, okay. And they were all like, they were all like, we're saved, we're blessed. And then his sister Penny Marshall played his wife. Yeah. What did you think about that scene? I really like. I mean, Penny Marshall's fun. I think she she just cracks me up. I mean, that's. I think she she stole the scene. Penny Marshall? In my opinion. Yeah. 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 She's just a good actress. So I, I'm always entertained seeing her on screen. <laughs> but I like Laverne and Shirley um, a lot. So she's just fun. And she just has an interesting look and an interesting voice. She does. She really does. She's very atypical. Anything Hollywood. Right. Yeah. I mean, I liked the concept of that scene. And I liked the way that Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall like worked in. I don't like there's mm-hmm. something about the Sanderson sisters like they didn't carry it like far enough like push the envelope with them enough for the contrast mm. like it almost yeah, I works can see that. for me I mean I love I like the concept of it I just didn't see right where I wanted them to trigger it you know it was almost stopped too soon mm-hmm. so I would like them to mm. go a little bit further or, I can or really see that, that. yeah there, with the especially with the with the following the devil and stuff. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted to see their powers a little more in that yeah. scene, like them do something. <laughs> like, don't worry, make it worth it to make it a bad movie. Yeah, if, like I wanted, if you yeah. if you don't you if you use your powers less. I you know I would have liked them to see them do something to Gary and Penny Marshall, like like turn them into yeah. cats or yeah, I get know. mad or something. And right. Yeah. Not, because they, because you know, that once they figured it out, they're like, "All right, moving on." Right, right, and, and there was no like punishment or no like retribution well, they just, for that. They just think they're like ancient baddies. Like they, <laughs> like they thought that Penny was like they said like Medusa or or something with with the loops in her hair. Mm-hmm. No, I do like how the little kids ran off with the witch's broom, though, so they didn't have anything when they got out of the house. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> And I like Penny Marshall six the dog on them. Like they didn't do anything to the dog. They should have done something to the dog. Oh. Um, I don't think I pay attention to that. 
Not the dog. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Or, or maybe I did. <laughs> no, go after the humans. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go after the humans humans by going after the dog. That would hurt them. Just saying. That would. That uh, would. Uh, that's uh-huh. true. I would cry. Uh-huh. That would bring tears to my eyes. <laughs> they would be truly evil. <laughs> yeah, but they are. They are evil. Yeah. Not, not the cat. Not the cat. You're so funny. Now, what's interesting is the house um, that belonged to, you know, was, was Gary Marshall's house. That is was actually in Whittier, California. Oh. So that was funny because the, the trick-or-treating scene, and I almost thought this was shot on a lot, um, you know, with facade houses because there's almost like too perfect. But they uh, found like a Victorian, because the, there are, there are um, 1910s, that era in California houses. That was actually a, a kind of a street area in Whittier, California. So the house that Gary Marshall was out the devil and the house where they get stopped by the bullies outside and they take poor Danny's um, candy away. Or no, not Danny's candy. Max gives him their, his candy and Danny gets to keep hers. I think that's how it went. So we did toilet, toilet paper? The yeah, house. the house that they toilet papered. So that was actually, yeah, in California, which is funny. And then, but the what's interesting is, so the outside, the city hall where the parents, went to the dance party at the city hall. The outside is a building at Salem, Massachusetts, and the inside is... It's like, it just looks like being, being the beast perfect. Is the MacArthur, uh, which is a venue that you can rent out. You, anyone can rent it out. And, and uh, they use the Elks Hall, which is the grand room. It's actually very beautiful. It has great architecture. And I think that's something that, that people don't really know about California is there there was like some serious money there, uh, you know, the 1890s and the 1910s. And people made some amazing, beautiful, beautiful constructed, constructed buildings around there. And um, you never think of that because you think of California being so modern and kind of like uh, mm-hmm. the 50s, 60s. But even like the Natural History Museum... Um, that's right near USC. There's a portion of it that is very uh, equivalent to anything you would see on the East Coast with the columns and the statues and the tile work and the mosaics and the um, frescoes on the ceiling. I mean, it's really, really gorgeous. So whenever you're in California... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. All, all, all of us are always. <laughs> Make sure you find some amazing architecture because it is there. Up, up top at Bob Gerd's. <laughs> oh, up top at Bob Gerd's, like when we were at Bob Gerd's house. Yeah. Bob Gerd's house. Yep. That was not amazing architecture. Bob Gerd's house was not amazing architecture. <laughs> amazing lots. But not mm-hmm. amazing architecture. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be that excited with the house. No, what no, no, you, no. What do you do? What I know. It's the view, baby. That house was all about the view. And he's a bachelor, so, you know. So, you know, Max and 
Danny and Allison are trying to warn people about what's going on, you know, and of course they run to the party to Danny and Max's parents to warn them, but it's a pretty crazy story they're telling, so there's no way anybody would believe them. Our, our old, see, there must be those older trick-or-treaters. The parents? No, the oh. the, the witches. Oh, the witches. <laughs> yes, those are very old. Those are 300 and something old trick-or-treaters. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure why the Sanderson sisters go into the city hall, um, but they do, and there's a fun song. They're stupid. That, that, that's all. <laughs> I put a spell on you. Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I love. No! No! Don't look at him! Been 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. <laughs> I put a spell on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to get Eddie. I'm not kidding. You have parents by saying they have to dance till they die so that's no fun oh there you go see i got my i got my purse yes so and then you know the kids run away in fear and then um allison gets the brilliant idea of sticking witches in a big um into an oven because that's what you do with witches right you burn them mm-hmm. absolutely there you go what, this is, idea. yeah this is a monty python skit Oh, this is the Monty Python skit. Oh, no. <laughs> How do you know she's a witch? Because she floats. What else floats? Wood. <laughs> Two. What else? <laughs> oh, that is... Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. I love that skit for Monty Python. Oh, Lord. Those, those men. Uh, does a wood sink in water? No. No, no it floats. It floats! Throw her into the pond! <laughs> what also floats in water? Bread! Apples! Uh, very small rocks! Cider! A great gravy! Cherries! Mud! A churches! Churches! Lead! Lead! A duck! Exactly! So, logically, if she weighs the same as a duck. She's made of wood. And therefore... A witch! A witch! A witch! So I have to say, so, you know, so Allison gets the great idea we're going to burn the witches. And I have to say, I've never seen a high school 
with that large of a pottery kiln in my entire life. Like, I want to go to that high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, uh, you know, a room. The kiln was a room. <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. So this was, this actually to me, I really enjoyed how clever this scene was, how they got the witches in the kiln. Do you remember how they got them in the Say kiln? Say hello to Mr. Smoke Machine. <laughs> Well, how they did it is because, well, they just pretend. Didn't they have a boombox and they were recording? Yeah. You know how long that would take to do that recording, though, back then? And then get it set up and then, I don't know. The timeline on that one was a little off for me. Well, they they did use a pre-recorded tape. They used the French lesson. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Okay, so it was doing a French lesson. Yes, so they're using a French lesson. So that's what, I mean... So I really like that scene because that was a little clever. So they had the boombox with the French lesson. And, um, you know, if these witches had uh, this, I mean, there's just no IQ going on. <laughs> there's no brain cells connecting on these witches at all. So, you know, they hear, they go towards the voice. that doesn't sound like any of the children. And they go into the kiln. And then, you know, they lock them in the kiln. And mm-hmm. um, so they're going to, you know, they turn it on and, and they think that the witches have been destroyed. And so they, well, and rightfully so. There's no reason for them not to think that. And the, so then they go out into, uh, they leave there and they're in a park, like a kind of a square that's one side. Okay, so this is a studio lot. This part is definitely a studio lot because you have these very suburban houses on one side of this square mm-hmm. and on the other side you have these um turn of the century townhome very um nice architecture on the other side and then you have a fountain in the middle of of this square and what did i tell you about that fountain ryan oh you said that that fountain was and the beginning of the friends. Right. So this is the same fountain. And I'm pretty sure the townhomes behind it were the same ones they used. You know, they're not going to move the fountain. The fountain's huge. Um, the opening scene that they shot for friends the first year, which they kind of use, I think, every single year of the friends show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the same fountain. And, and, and that's a really, really indicative of what would happen in Hollywood a lot of the times. Uh I remember, you know, that back to back to the future square with the town um, hall with the clock and yep. on their side you have. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's on the back studio lot, Universal Studios. And um, that town town square, I mean, that town square has probably been used in 500 oh, movies. So many movies. Yes. Like you cannot like even think about how much has been done. I didn't. Yeah. I worked. um and one of the buildings, like right at the very corner of it, like I can't remember what they turned it into. It's never the same yeah. thing. And then if you go, so there's that town square and the buildings on the right, if you go behind those buildings, it's a reminiscent of a New York City street. So, oh. yeah, so that's where I worked and it was, they had, a, it was a rain, I can't even remember what it was for, but it was a rain scene. So I was walking through the rain all day long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bright sunny day in California, walking through the rain. Do, do, do. <laughs> That's it was, hysterical. It was, and it, I think it was like right after Back to the Future had come out, and so there was uh-huh. another little girl I was working with, and we would just like run around that whole town square area in between shots, and every now and then you'd see like a tram 
go by Universal Studios tram, we'd be like, hello, people. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of funny. I love, I worked on the Universal Studio a lot, a lot, because there's just so much there. Just incredible. Just all the buildings they have there is insane. But, uh, yeah, so that was, but the funny part is I hadn't seen Back to the Future yet. And so the little girl had, and she was like explaining everything to me. I didn't see a lot of movies growing up, which is kind of ironic, but <laughs> she's like explaining everything to me. And then I'm like, mom, how come I haven't seen Back to the Future? <laughs> so then I got to see it. But uh, yeah, so this is definitely a studio lot that they're shooting this little scene where they're all happy because the witches are dead. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to uh, Max and Danny's house. And, you know, they go inside and they realize the parents aren't back yet. But that's okay. Because <laughs> I think they're still dancing. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're still yeah. dancing. They are. And um, I'm not sure. And they kind of, like, fall asleep waiting for them. And this is kind of like our cuddle scene with our two love interests, Max and Allison. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and um but danny's in the room so it's okay oh okay danny's in the room but but you see her with 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 the cat cat who is still alive oh yeah so the cat you know um yeah thackeray binks the cat is still alive and he's hanging out with um danny and they're Mm -hmm. just gonna adopt the cat and live happily ever after (laughs) (laughs) so you know but then that doesn't but, but quite ha- work that way. But, but had, had some time wor- wor- worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, you know, the witches aren't really dead. They come back to life because they can't die on Halloween because the, the black flame candle is still burning. And this Summer. part, you're, you're just all like with, with a little fire and, and tapery corridor. Mm-hmm. Or... You almost, you almost get that internal, internal back to birth with a little language. With a little language. French language. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so this I thought was really funny. Oh my gosh, I don't know why I got such a kick out of this. When they come out of the kiln, like the mm-hmm. witches, you know, smoke and they, I don't know, reek form whatever they do whatever that magic is and they come out of the count bet Midler speaking french <laughs> from the tape i just got such a kick out of that s'il vous plaît how are you doing <laughs> describe me up. i don't know why she's doing a french lesson i didn't even notice that that's funny i just got such a kick out of that oh my Hello. I want my book. Bonjour. Je veux mon livre. But, you know, so they come back and they're ready to terrorize children. Because they have to. And um, it's kind of mentioned, and the kids also figure this out. You know, Danny gets kidnapped. There's a book from the, the spell book from the devil with human skin. Yummy. That the kids have, and you know that gets stolen. Back anyway. There's just lots of fun stuff that happens. Oh, and I totally forgot. Oh Lord, another precious, precious scene with Sarah Jessica Parker when she's driving the bus. 
What was that about? I don't know. I never quite understood that part. I didn't know why she was driving the bus. I don't. That was just like, oh, that thing was so wrong on so many levels. I don't, oh, that, yeah, that whole scene was, oh, man, that would never happen nowadays. That's what, awesome, right? What, you just, oh, you just let yourself love. kick a woman to drive? Well, just the way he was, like, he was trying to, like, date them and get their phone numbers, and she's sitting on his lap while she's driving the bus and run, running mm-hmm. over the cat, and, ooh, look at me. That seems wrong. Oh man, that seems so wrong. I don't see. I don't. Yeah, that. I don't know why. I guess they're trying to just have them interact with the real world and more than just kids. But um, also at this point, this is where they actually cut a scene, which I thought was interesting because this actually would would um, fill in some gaps. So there's a scene where the three Sanderson sisters go to the grocery store because they need to find items to make candy to give to the children so that when Sarah Jessica Parker sings her song, they all follow her to the witch's house. Oh, and why that interesting. So that, that actually does make sense. Because they're trying, because it would explain why, um, you know, Daddy, Alice, and Max aren't, affected by the song at all but all the other children are so that's you know it kind of fills a little bit of a plot hole or it even explains in the beginning of the movie where you have emily going but none of the other kids from the village Mm -hmm. you know so it kind of would fill in that that hole though i mean there's kind of just this this suspension of belief i mean there's so many things that are just ridiculously goofy about the movie you just kind of go with it yes like all right here we go. But um, yeah, so then, um, so they cut that scene. And I, they were supposed to be through, going through the grocery store and getting stuff and just absolute ridiculousness going on. Ridiculousness ensues. Okay, so where were we? Oh, yeah, Danny got kidnapped by the witches. <laughs> this story I'm telling is almost as good as the real movie. <laughs> yeah, so then um, Max... Yeah, has to go save his sister from the witches, and um, they've kidnapped her and tied her up. And they want to, to. She has to drink the potion so they can steal her youth, so they can uh, stay alive forever. Because they only really have the one day with the black flame candle. So. Like, yeah, like thank, thanks, Hocus Pocus, for bringing some less inspiration for Tangled. Tangled, huh? Eternal youth. Oh, eternal youth. There you go. So it's still both both horrible wish which witches to be living. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple. I mean, they do take full advantage of these women being 300 years old, and that's kind of hard. That's hard to have a consistency about, like keeping that line of them not understanding anything. And I think they they did an okay job of that. And um, Max kind of they use that you know again when they go to steal. Danny, because you know, when the sun rises, all three witches are going to die. I they guess they use, are half vampires. They, well, it's because of the black flame candle. Or, or vampires, either way. Everyone do. <laughs> it's, it's, mysteri- it's mysterious. Yeah, so they take With the, the car and they pretend that the sun's come up and they, you know, 
the witches are so gullible that they start to wither on the floor. Oh no, I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! And they go in and steal oh, Danny. My feelings. Yeah. Now I want to die. And Sarah Jessica Parker's like, oh, it burns! It burns! <laughs> And nothing's happening to them. That's the part that just... What, with the lighthouse? Well, when, they, when they're when they in the witch's house and they just use the car lights, the front light on the car, to pretend that the sun's come up. Oh, I, I don't think I had that pictured. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was funny. So they, they, he tricked the witches there. In the beginning, he uh, set off the sprinklers. That's how they get out of the house originally. Like he pretends that it's like some sort of melting, I don't know, because toxic. That, that was that used to be the way used to get rid of. Yeah, and then it just ends up being water coming out. Yeah, then they're like, it's just water. Yeah, it's just water. Yeah, and Sarah Jessica's just, just like Sarah's like opening her mouth. Tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops, that was the wrong. That was the wrong treatment. Yeah, I think if you're going to watch this movie, yeah, just watch it. Just watch Sarah Jessica Parker the whole time and enjoy. That's my recommendation. Good strategy. So, oh, we, oh, we totally forgot. I totally forgot because I'm the about, one telling the about, wackadoodle story. <laughs> what, about one character? Yes, Billy. Was it Billy Butcher? Butcher. Butcherson. Uh, Butcherson. Yeah, so Doug Jones. Let's just talk about his character all wrapped up in a nice little... Uh, yeah. Wrapping paper. So, Doug Jones. He was in the, the Shape of Water. Did you ever see that? I didn't, and I need to. I heard it was good. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. But he plays yeah. Water. The okay. guy that the guy that plays uh, Billy, was it Billy Butcherson? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So. Sometimes it feels like it was it was read as, as Willie, Willie Butcherson. Willie Butcherson. Oh, yeah, William I think that's what's on his, his um, tombstone. I love. Okay, so there's kind of two scenes with Doug Jones as, as Billy Butcherson. So you have it kind of in the middle when the Sanderson witches are chasing the kids, and you know they use the um, the logic that the cemetery is hollow ground, and so the witches can't physically uh, walk on it, but they can fly over it, which is interesting. And but they, uh, Bette Miller, Winifred Sanderson raises up uh, William Butcherson, who she killed because he was kissing Sarah Sanderson, her other sister, and then killed and then like sewed his mouth shut after he died so he couldn't, I don't know, talk, <laughs> cheat on her, <laughs> whatever. He's dead. And then up throwing like a rag doll. Yeah, so, okay, so this is, you know, so the first thing you see, he she raises him up from the dead, and he's chasing the kids, and they're all scared and um, stuff like that. And then um, at the end of the movie, you see him do, like, a 180, where uh, Max has, like, uh, kind of like a little knife to protect himself, and Billy gets the knife away from him, and he cuts the strings loose on his mouth. And this, okay, this is... This is true acting, girls and boys. Those moths that fly out of his mouth are real moths that were in his mouth. For so, real. For real. So kids, just just don't wow. try. Don't yes. try this again when you grow up. The smoking moths that come out are real. Oh, he is a. That's spectacular. Yes, he wins. He wins. Who knew? I know. 
crazy? I'm like impressed. I mean, that's intense, people. You see me, I'm a mm. Oh, I know. I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so he <laughs> he does that. And then um when he cuts the the strings loose, he tells Win- Winifred to basically hike, take a hike. He's not going to help her anymore and then he starts helping the kids and that's kind of our turning point and then the sun comes up and the witches are dead (laughs) you're like aww they're dead dummy oh well and then the cat accidentally gets hurt during the fight and dies so Thackeray becomes a ghost and he walks off with Emily in the end yay this this part just just, yeah when I saw this part it just fell like like a tear dropping moment for a little while. Yeah, I think it is supposed to be that kind of moment because they're it's going off together. It's like, like E.T.-esque music, if you want right. to think about it. There you go. But it all, all ends with flat laughs anyways. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. With um, Jay and Ice. Oh, I didn't even mention this. Jay and Ice are stuck in the cages in the witch's shed, in the witch's house. Because they were put in there by Winifred... Because they called they called Winifred and um, Mary and Sarah ugly, so they put them in the cages. <laughs> from the door, you're 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 cute. And they're still hanging there to this very day. Till the hocus pocus special. Yes. So when the witches finally really, 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 really die, when the sun comes up, then all the parents get to stop dancing. Because why not? Because why not? They did wrap everything up, and you don't have any unanswered questions. I have to appreciate that. All right, I'm good. All right, Ryan. So. Alrighty. <laughs> you're all welcome. You are all welcome. And <laughs> so, Ryan. Yes. I want to hear some uh, what you think about this movie and how many mouse ears you would give this movie. Out of five. Oh, I enjoy that. I enjoy this Good. film. I mean, for what it is, you know, it's not you know you're not you're not watching like a cla- Hollywood classic film. You're just watching a fun, mm-hmm. silly Halloween film. And for a fun, silly Halloween film to watch with kids, I think it's fun. Um, so I would, I actually rate this one probably around three point five Mickey ears. It's not my okay. favorite, but I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it like every Halloween season. Yeah. When so you what, compare it to it? other Disney films like Halloween, like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I mean, you know, that's like a five Mickey year for me. But this one, you know, it's good. It's entertaining. It's good, light, entertaining, fun. It's good fluff. It is. It is good Disney fluff. It's and it yeah. definitely good for uh, like the Disney Channel. Yes. It's kind of amazing they released this in the movie theater. But um, yeah, like definitely like a really, 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 really good uh, made for television movie. I have no problem recommending it to people too. Oh yeah, yeah. Even even <laughs> with Sarah Jessica Parker driving a school bus or not just a bus, sorry, not school bus. Right, just a, a bus, any bus. bus. Yes. Choose a bus, right? Uh-huh. Come on, she should she could be some someday your teacher. She she could be. <laughs> that would be interesting, for sure. Creep, All right. Creep creep. All right, Fiona, what are you thinking? How many Mickey ears are you giving this? Uh, I don't know. I just... This is your pick. I just say it's just a hoo-woo-y, funny, funny adventure film. I would say maybe a four. 
maybe some some strategy with with making the mo movie and and maybe we'll see like like a munchie the the see it see it every year or okay but if it's one one gag for me in this movie then um, it, it it's all right okay so you give it four yeah that's if, pretty if good it is, if it is funny your jokes then then the great pumpkin charlie brown <laughs> oh yeah this is definitely funnier than the great pumpkin charlie brown yeah all right so would you would you pick hocus pocus over the great pumpkin charlie brown or yeah i would try hocus okay <laughs> all right just yeah, to keep it in the I can see that. I don't think it's 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 not. I don't. I don't. I guess it's almost not that oftenly shared around with people. Yeah. Um. I think uh, Freeform is really putting a push to really kind of monopolize the the Halloween genre movie audience. All, all they have left in mind is just to play Hocus Pocus over and over again. Yeah. So on a, yeah, on Halloween they played Hocus Pocus continually all day long. And <laughs> that's well, so funny. It is. Why not? Because why? Yeah, honestly, why not? I, I just never heard that before. I mean, it's a really it is. It's like a great movie to just put on, and you don't like if you watch it once, you kind of get it, and then you kind of yeah. just have it playing, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I really like that scene. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I like that part too. And you do kind of see a little different, some little different things that pop up every time, like Ben Miller coming out of the kiln speaking French. You know, you don't necessarily catch it the first time and some of the little things they say under their breath um <laughs> i just think that's funny that they're popular <laughs> speaking <laughs> french like really because well why not yeah uh, and i could totally see ben miller saying like her choosing to do that you know that's kind of her personality i could see that um like you know sarah jessica parker eating spiders <laughs> just uh, no more but uh, yeah, so I mean, I would probably give it like three to three and a half stars. Also, yeah. I mean, I you know, it's it's a fun movie. Um, the master get, gets it all. It's got some like really ridiculously goofy things, and it's it it kind of is like a little slice in in time, but I think it plays well today. Also, there's nothing that except for the two the two bullies wardrobe. <laughs> And the ice, ice, vanilla ice in the back of the head, carved and in the hair. mom's bullet suit. Yeah, and the Madonna, the Madonna outfit. I think she's had about 50 outfits since then, Madonna has, but. So, but it's fun. And, um, yes, girls and boys, there will be a Hocus Pocus number two. Fouries confirm. Yeah, did you see that, Ryan? I heard. Yeah, so Disney Plus, one more reason to get Disney Plus, girls and boys. Uh, <laughs> sure. Why not? Check done. Yeah. Nope. Already done it. Three years. <laughs> I mean, check. 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 We, we're keeping Doug Jones's head till till we get a second movie. Oh shit. <laughs> almost. By almost the time this comes out, Disney Plus will be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I would think, probably because it's at the very, very starting stages. I think they're just working on a script. Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and Kathy Najimy are all saying they're going to do it. They'll all be there for it, which you kind of almost, like, it but has to be a good script, and just, those three have to be there. It just feels like when they died, that that would be, it, it just feels like it would just be a standalone movie. 
What? Oh, with him not being in it? Well, they already died. Yeah, but you know, it's magic. Oh, I mean, could it be identical witch- witches? Well, no, no. Well, I mean, they kind of make the movie, those three. Just their their acting and their character acting is, is so well done. Um, I want to see Mother. That's who I want to see. I don't want to see their mother. Oh, who's going to be their mother? I don't know, but I think it should oh, be like a 20-year-old because that would be funny. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Right. <laughs> just have a 20-year-old do it. Don't even try, you know? But, um, yeah, just, the mother of that, yeah, who knows? I want to like see that. Those, those, those new, new, new year passions where protagonists keep changing. Oh, yeah. Sometimes that does happen. Maybe it could be like that. Maybe. But yeah, it's interesting that they, um, I mean, none of them are really doing anything right now. They're all kind of in between projects, you know, so. Or making plus movies. Well, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker, I mean, she's, I, she's kind of just hanging out. Bette Midler's kind of just hanging. I think she's doing singing, but not a whole lot. And Kathy and Jamie is, I mean, a lot of them are kind of at the end of their careers or, you know, they've got so much. You know, I mean, Ben Miller's got so much money. I mean, she doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think it'd be fun with the three of them. That would definitely be good. I'll watch it. Oh, for sure. You put it on Disney Plus. I'll watch that puppy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, that was I was I was gonna say before that. Will there be any like like fan forays of this movie? What yeah. does that mean, fan? Be- before you said that, I was I was thinking about saying. Saying the fan forties about about that sequel. Well, I, well, I think you know because they had the twenty fifth anniversary last year, and um, you know they kind of some of the people came out for it on the free form. They had like a free form Halloween party about that, and then this year, um, I mean, Doug Jones comes out for everything. He was there, and I think uh, the two bullies were there, and then not Thor Birch, but Vanessa Shaw was there i think was omar katz there too he may have been so some some of the you know lesser known um ones on the cast came and i you know i i think it's one of the reasons that they're really pushing it on freeform because they're trying to really build that fan base higher than it is so that if they do hocus pocus too they'll have that kind of ready to go and uh, i'm trying to think how many years so it's 25 years yeah so a lot of those people that saw that as a kid like if that's their childhood then their kids are about that right age where that would be mm-hmm. a movie for them. All right. You got anything else to say about Hocus Pocus? All I just, all I just have to say is that I, I, I guess I, I, I like those feature moments because they would, they would, I guess they were planning for more until next time. Until next time. Yeah. Cause remember on the, the book, the, the spell book from the devil, the eye opens at the end. Oh yeah. I think that was that was their thoughts. Yeah, I'm sure they wanted to do a Hocus Pocus 2 back then. Walt Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Uh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night they love to fly, and it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs>
Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Dispodopolis. We hope you had a great time reviewing the movie Hocus Pocus with us. And, and, and yes, some annoying time trying to cor- correct some services of these Salem buildings. <laughs> when we were talking about the buildings? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Ryan, why don't you say goodnight to everybody out there? Well, good night to my Aunt Dolores and good night to my mom and good night to all of our listeners. Thank you for hanging there with us. We sure enjoy recording this and hope you enjoy listening to us. Oh, and if you want to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at RyanFlint underscore EDU. And then you can also reach us at Despotopolis on Twitter. So that's fine. Oh, and then we've got, of course, our YouTube channel, which, you know, (laughs) is slow, but we do have some content out there. Yeah, even when we get like a huge spike on one of those videos we put out, it still does not inspire us to do our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have other jobs, so it's not our full time. It's not our full time gig. No, not but if so you haven't much. seen us on YouTube, you can go watch us over there. Absolutely. Okay, if Sarah Jessica Parler wa- Parker Parker what what wants wants to go do Hocus Hocus Pocus two, th- this is. What she would be taking with okay, Timon's yeah. gummy spiders. Oh, yes. These would make, be a much better choice. If you're going to eat spiders, make sure they're gummy. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Good advice. You want to say goodnight to everybody, or you want to talk more about the sp- gummy spiders? Okay. Okay. You can't, can't eat Walt Disney World and the Kingdom goodies and treats. Uh, six Oz bag gummy spiders. There's candy ale and from per, per, perishable perishable items are are brought are brought directed <laughs> from your animal kingdom commercial closed. There's <laughs> oh, a tragic end to the commercial. <laughs> Everything goes crashing to the floor. Oh, that was spectacular. <laughs> All right. You want to say goodnight? Or, please, oh, we got more information no. all, all, about the spiders. All information is subject change, but not included in this, in this level, limited art work. So be careful with editing your sizes on these gummies. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Fiona. Is that the end of the commercial? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I've had them. I've had them at Animal Kingdom. They're yummy. Uh, yeah. I, I, I go, I, I, yeah, I did try them, but it's like if I was lagging to try eating a gummy spider, it just felt like I wouldn't try it again. Yeah, the only problem with the gummy spiders is they're kind of big. Well, I just... It's a lot of gummy. To, to me, almost half time eating human parts. Oh. <laughs> All right, you ready to say goodnight? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good night. Good good night for one twisted sister. All right. And you can reach Fiona on uh, Twitter at Fiona Toad Girl and also on Instagram on Fiona Toad Girl. And um, yeah, she's on Facebook at Fiona Artist, Fiona Hale Artist. And check out her stuff. All right. And I'd like to say good night to Aunt Lynette and my mom. And you can catch me on Twitter as Tink Scout and Instagram as Tink Scout. And um, make sure that you uh, 
like our, our Instagram page, which is Dispodopolis, and our Twitter account, which is also Dispodopolis. And our YouTube channel. And our YouTube channel, that is Dispodopolis. And if you'd like to give us a, a review on our podcast on Apple, that'd be super awesome. We've actually had four people give us five stars, so that is... <laughs> Those lovely, lovely people. Thank out you. Pressing <laughs> <laughs> <Rest in> that. <laughs> this is definitely a, a labor of love, and um, we enjoy doing it. And we're glad that you can take this ride with us. For the vacuum cleaner classic. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Fiona for randomly putting in parts of Hocus Pocus in our closing. <laughs> Fill in your reference here. So good night, everyone, and have a have a great turkey day. Sissy, sissy, never twist a twist a oops, never trust a twist with a sissy. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, while well, I was trying to say, say with the library part, the announcements for Maureen Alexa. Hey, I am now recording it to try to get those words memorized. This is your school morning announcements. <laughs> Welcome to Brandeis High School, and we're having pizza. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you just like wanting to give us an idea of what your morning sounds like? <laughs> Because it's quite torturous. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're going for. And you can tell, like, everyone in the classroom is doing stuff at this point, and no one's listening. Oh, nobody ever <laughs> listens to morning announcements. I don't know why they do them as long as they do. Nobody listens to them. Yeah, you can hear all the conversations in the yeah, background. It's getting louder and louder. <laughs> yeah. Please, you Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Blah! <laughs> Gor- gorgeous. <laughs> Guys, that that I I know I'm not I I was expect to say this, but that that was actually meant meant for me when I failed my lines on you guys talking about the part where where the kids try to trick the wish. The witches, but made them, but made them f- flail in, into the fire corridor. 
Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.